English from Bible and Business. Welcome back, man. Hey, I'm glad to be back. Christ is risen. And he is risen indeed. Glory, hallelujah. I, I, I hope my listeners are not getting um, <clears throat> tired of hearing me say it because it might be my, <clears throat> uh, it might just be the new thing that I just do every day. I'm, I'm so encouraged by not only the declaration and the proclamation, but then the affirmation in response from fellow believers. And, and somehow on Easter Sunday, we're not surprised by it. Like, you know, we were sort of all tuned up on Easter Sunday when somebody says he is risen. We are all tuned up to say he is risen indeed. But by the Wednesday following Easter, I wonder if we're that tuned up. Well, I was tuned up. I was ready. I to know. Come. I love it. And, you know, and, and, but, and, and it's the core of our faith, right? I mean, well, it's, it's the core of the onion is well, the resurrection. Uh, well, there you go. There you go. Um, so let's talk about how Easter Sunday affects Monday through Friday. Um, let's mm. make, you know, let's sort of make the Sunday connection here, or maybe it's called the Monday connection. I think that for a lot of people, there is a disconnect between uh, Sunday morning church, quote unquote, and maybe even Sunday family time, and then how they actually operate, communicate, treat other people in uh, what I'll describe as the Monday to Friday dog-eat-dog workaday world. And it makes for a horribly like disintegrated, unhealthy life. It makes for a totally uh, hypocritical testimony and witness to our own families. Um, and it makes the world wonder what it really means to be a Christian if it's just a, a, a Sunday thing. So just yeah. talk in this subject matter area um, and help us make that connection. Well, the connection, uh, to my way of thinking anyways, is is around the concept of renewal and around the concept of being made alive again, right? So if, you know, the resurrection is the core of our faith, and without the resurrection, we don't have the Holy Spirit transforming us and making us alive, taking us from death and and or being dead and making us alive, right? I heard Ravi Zacharias say one time that, God didn't come to make bad people good. He came to, uh, Christ came to make dead people alive. And so those who have accepted Christ as their Savior and Lord have been transformed. There's this um, supernatural transformation that happens. We're given a new nature. We're made alive in Christ. And as a result, everything we do, everything we touch, all that we say, uh, becomes <clears throat> infused with this renewal, with this aliveness, if I can use that word, uh, in such a way that um, it should it should permeate everything we do, and it affects the outcomes. For the first time in our lives, Carmen, we are able to live under God's blessings, not just His curses, because now we're we've made it, we've been made alive in Christ. Those blessings affect our work. Those blessings take our work. And give our work extra, uh, how do I say this? It, it takes the same level of effort, but you achieve more and more and more because the blessing of God is resting on you more and more. You can't have that without Easter. You can't have that without Christ being raised from the dead. You can't have that without being transformed supernaturally by the Holy Spirit. So when, uh, I think that when we talk about this, we are, you and I are talking um, as people who live not only on this side of the resurrection, but this side of the ascension and the giving of the Holy Spirit, the reality of Pentecost, 
And so I think it's important for, you know, for us to acknowledge that. You and I, um, we recognize that we're not Easter people in the very first generation. We are Easter people uh, who have the benefit and the blessing of um, knowing not only the empty tomb and the initial resurrection appearances of Jesus, but we have the gift of the Holy Spirit, which then helps us not only understand all of that, um, but then, as you have so eloquently described, fills us, empowers us, equips us, is the gift of God to us in order that we might live lives that are redeemed, genuinely reanimated, genuinely um, uh, well, Eastery again. I'm allowed to make up words too, right? So um, yes, you are. You are right. So uh, genuinely Eastery. Like, what is it? What does it look like to be an Easter person and walk out of the Easter faith into the world? Well, the only way that that is possible is if we are um, also, you know, blessed by God with the gift of the Holy Spirit, which as Christians we are. So um, when we um, when we think about the way the resurrection of Jesus affects our work, um, I I would love for you to talk about it on like at least three different levels. How does the resurrection affect my view of work? How does the resurrection affect how I work? And how does the resurrection affect what I work for? So let's take a quick break, and then when we come back, Bill English is going to unpack for us how the resurrection transforms our view of work, how we work, and what we work for. That's up next here on Mornings with Carmen. Then bursting forth in glorious and he is mine and that changes everything amen are you singing i am singing right now oh am, I mean, am i on you're on you're oh, on man. you're not even <laughs> just on the radio like you're on like this is like i feel like i feel like easter flips a switch in the christian heart and life and we're on we're, we're we go from maybe being somewhat dim-witted uh, lights shining out there, as Paul likes to describe. Um, and we are like become like these bright, shiny, incan- I don't know. Are we incandescent or are we that other kind, that new kind that's all swirly? Oh, I don't know. Well, LED, I don't yes, know. Yes, I, I was. Those are super yeah. bright, man. That's like blinding bright. So I don't know. Um, I, don't, I, might, I might think of myself as sort of the warm 60-watt bulb. But other people out there are like shiny LEDs, and, and Easter flips that switch. So how does Easter flip that switch at work? Let's talk about that. So it's resurrection. The resurrection affects everything. It changes everything. The, right. All of human history hangs on the hinge of the death, resurrection, and ascension of Jesus Christ. Like, that's where it's at. And so right. when we talk about resurrection transforming work, how does the resurrection transform our view of work? Well, our view of work, instead of it being drudgery, it becomes worship to God, right? That's what the Bible says. Mm. We should work as, as if we're worshiping uh, the Lord. And uh, I think that God can supernaturally give us an enjoyment of the work, even though it may not always fit our particular skill set or our particular interest matrix, right? 
um, because work ultimately is a gift of God. You know, there was work before the fall. I think Adam and Eve enjoyed their work before the fall happened. And God can give us that enjoyment of work uh, today. I, I was reminded when you asked me that question before the break, I was reminded of G.K. Chesterton's analogy in, in his book, Orthodoxy. And he says that uh, what appears to us to be natural laws, that things happen over and over again and, in, in nature, and it is expected, and it's repeatable, and it's studyable and all that. Uh, he thinks it's just that God has such delight in, in doing the same thing over and over and over again that he never tires of it. And that's kind of the word picture that, I, that came to my mind when you said, what's our view of work? Uh, how does Easter infuse that? I think uh, God takes our, our work and he makes it enjoyable such that we can do the same thing over and over again, and we find enjoyment and satisfaction out of it each time. And really, we can find purpose in it, too. And so to my way of thinking, um, the, the, the view of work is to view it as worship that is a gift from God that gives us uh, purpose and satisfaction. So we've got a um, we have a listener who's wondering how much coffee I've had today, dude. I'm just juiced with the spirit. Is that not an okay way to be today? You know, Carmen, I, I Carmen, I describe you as internally caffeinated. <laughs> well, okay, so I'm internally caffeinated. My goal is that all of our listeners would be carminated. There you go. Oh. <laughs> I know. It's just, I so, know. so we're going to take them all and turn them into little Carmens. No, 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 no. Only as far as I follow Christ, right? I only want, being, oh, okay. I'm only, right? <laughs> I'm just sort of in the joy of the Lord aspect of it, and the and the talking aspect of it. I would love for people to be, you know, as chatty about Jesus as I like to be. Okay, let's talk Very about cool. how the resurrection transforms how we work. It certainly transforms our view of work, but it should also transform how we work, which in my view is also how other people experience us in our work. Yeah, our reputation is in part based on uh, what we accomplish and how we treat people. And so uh, the resurrection infuses how we work in the sense that once we enjoy our work and it infuses our love for other people, we're going to get more work done. We're going to accomplish at a higher level of quality. We're going to have greater satisfaction, and we're going to treat people well along the way. Our ability to witness and to model Christ goes uh, uh, becomes more apparent or it goes up because our reputation is better. Your reputation is almost always defined by what you accomplished and how you treated people along the way. Those are basically the two parts of reputation. So how we do our work, it'll have more joy, more, more, um, happiness, if I can put it that way. Although happiness and joy aren't the same thing. I get that. Uh, and I think that our work will be of higher quality. Mm. I love that. All right, and then and then let's add to that. Um, how does the resurrection transform what I work for? Yeah. What do you work for? Who are you working for? If work is a gift from God, and you are starting to enjoy your work more, and your work is of higher quality, who are you doing it for? You're doing it for the Lord, right? And, yeah, absolutely. And I think as God, then you you become more uh, malleable. You, you you become more leadable by the Holy Spirit. God will probably lead you along to some other callings, 
and you will really be able to sink your teeth into that work and you will be able to um, do things for him, not for yourself, but for him that you find very enjoyable. The nice thing about that is, is that God comes back around and fills us with his spirit, fills us with satisfaction, fills us with all that, all that is lacking without the Easter resurrection. And we find that, uh, man, we are just stoked to get up every morning, get to work and get things done because we love the Lord and we love the people we work with and we love what we do and we love who we do it for. I mean, that's, uh, that describes me in, in, in what I do and why I do it and hopefully how I do it and how people, uh, experience it. And, and I know that's true for you as well. And so, you know, I, let me just turn to our listeners and just say, whatever it is that you are called to do in your work today, and your work today may be, um, the work of prayer in, in the quiet, um, solitude of your own home. Your work today may be related to uh, the welfare of another person, an older person for whom you are caring, or a child whom you are raising. Uh, your work today may be other people's children. You may be a teacher or somehow engaged in, uh, in education or recreation or ministry related to children and youth. Your work today uh, may be service-oriented. Your work today may be technological. Your work today may be scientific. Your work today... Um, might be in the financial industry. Your work today might be a work of communication. In in every single one of those arenas and areas, whatever your work is, your work is ultimately um, a labor done unto the Lord in the spirit of the living God, in the hope of the resurrection, which transforms everything. I mean, from the cross, Jesus said it is finished. So the work of of redemption is done. We now work as people who are redeemed. So the joy in which we work, the hope in which we work, um, the knowledge in which we work is is all um, influenced by the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. He has risen from the dead. Um, he has triumphed over the power of sin in this life and the penalty of sin and death. That changes everything, starting with us. That changes everything, starting with us. And so work today as unto the Lord, as Bill English uh, has encouraged for more equipping um, on the intersection of faith and your life of work. I want you to go to BibleAndBusiness.com. That's where Bill posts um, his astute thoughts and encouragement. Hey, Bill, I'm wondering, um, this is, you know, now me seeking to get, you know, personal help. <clears throat> um, I'm wondering, uh, Jim, my husband, is in the process of selling his business, which he has owned for, you know, started 30-some years ago. And yeah. um, he's in the process of selling it. Next week, can we talk about um, people who are thinking about selling their business? Is this a good time to do that? What are things that people who are selling uh, a business should think about? Could that be our topic? Absolutely. Absolutely. I All think right. that'll I be it. a good topic for us to have. And by the way, Paul, if you can hold off for 20 seconds here. Carmen, I want to give you a note of encouragement. You know, I've been on Faith Radio now. This is heartfelt here. I've been on Faith Radio now for about five years. And you're the sixth host I've been on the air with. Uh, I first started with, you know, it's just, it's just the way it works, right? It's just, but I got to tell you, of all the hosts I've been on the air with, 
um, you have more drive and more purpose behind every detail that you pay attention to than any other host I've worked with. Not to say that the other hosts were bad or that they weren't purposeful, but there is a passion inside of you. There is a, um, a commitment to God inside of you that just comes through. And I commend you for that. I think that people need to hear that. And, and to hear it consistently lived out is, is a real encouragement. And I, I just wanted you to know that as we were talking today, that was bubbling up inside of me. So. Bill, my brother, my friend, um, thank you so much. That is a great encouragement. Uh, we are going to take a quick break for Breakpoint, and then we'll be back. This is Mornings with Carmen. <laughs> 